Welcome to the Ruby Slipper Podcast. You have everything inside you to live your life on purpose. Just click your heels, step into your Ruby Slippers and head home to yourself. Hey everyone and welcome to this episode of the Ruby Slipper Podcast. I'm really excited to have you here today. My name is Rosie. I am your host. Thank you for choosing to put my podcast in your ears for the next 20 minutes. I have a very, very, very special guest with me today. She is my friend and she is also mine and my family's healthcare practitioner. Her name is Dr. Olivia Thomas. She is a chiropractor, kinesiologist, acupuncturist, (laughs) NET specialist. (laughs) She's everything holistic related to health and by myself and my family working with her, we have achieved some incredible, incredible relief and results for things that we were going through with our family. She is also a mother to three little kitties and I've invited her onto the show today to speak to us about a topic that has become a passion of hers very recently uh, due to the fact that one of her three little children has some angel wings and Liv has experienced different types of humans (laughs) since that happened in January 2020. And Olivia is the kind of person that doesn't really do injustice very well. Mm. She's an advocate for anything and anyone that she is that she believes in and is truly passionate about and she's one of those people that was put on this planet to change the world so (laughs) Liv that was a long introduction but welcome to my show thanks so much Rosie it's a pleasure to be here so you know I'm all about talking about purpose and the yellow brick road and finding your ruby slippers and all that kind of stuff so can you give our audience a bit of background on you we've all got intuition inside of us and I think so many of us ignore that because they just you know, you basically go, oh, that's that's not there. And it is, it's a really, it's a, it's a rare gift. And if you can tap into that, your life is going to be so much more fulfilled and real. I will remember this moment to the, probably, you know, I'll take it to the grave with me really, but I was introduced to my now husband, Jeremy Thomas. And I remember like shaking his hand and literally going, oh God, this is my soulmate. It was the craziest thing. I can't even explain it, but it was like, One of my really good friends that I went to uni with, he's a chiropractor that actually worked for Jeremy at the time, he just said to me, Liv, like the electricity between you two was just phenomenal. Like he said, I've never seen anything like that. And he's not a super emotional emotional guy, but he was just like, oh, it was amazing. So again, I met Jeremy and I was like, oh God, like I finally got, you know, I've got the house in Sydney. I've got a guy that adores me. I'm going to go on probably and get married and have kids and, you know, have the things that you're meant to. Mm. And I guess that ideal of still growing up in Tassie, that that's what you do. Yeah. Ticking the boxes. Yeah, exactly. And intuitively, I was like, I have to be with this guy. He's my soulmate. He's my, you know, the guy that I want to spend the rest of my life with. So... I went back to Sydney, reassessed all my life and unfortunately broke up with my boyfriend at the time and yeah, just realised I had to had to be with him. So that, that was, yeah, a really big moment for me, huge really, because now, you know, I couldn't imagine myself with anyone else and especially to leading into what I'm going to really talk about, which is a huge passion of mine now. So 
basically, I am very blessed. I do have a husband that's very emotionally in touch. Um, he also too practices NET with um, myself and our children, but also too daily in practice. Um, so recently, so I've got, as I said, a, a beautiful four and two-year-old and in January of this year, so really 13 weeks ago, or nearly 14 weeks ago, I had the beautiful Spencer. Now, again, we had a few little things in the pregnancy, but in terms of medical side, but by the time that, um, you know, I gave birth to him, he was, you know, considered normal in inverted commas. And yeah, basically when I had him, I had him breech vaginally. So that's a bit of a controversial sort of uh, subject as well. Because you do not have to have a C-section 100% if you've got if you have had a breach presentation. Just want to put that out there. Yeah. You just need that supportive midwife slash obstetrician team. That because I've had two, so this mm. is my second breach vaginal birth, and yeah, it's completely doable. Mm. So just for ladies out there, I've got patients too that don't uh, think that it's just a C-section. But you again, getting the right team, intuitively knowing that your body can do what it's designed mm. to do. Think about a, a midwife once said to me, "Breach is just the variation of um, normal." So, yeah, I, I think that's a that's a good uh, analogy, definitely. Anyway, so he came out into the world, the most perfect birth out of all my children, and just it was phenomenal. I remember I had him on a you know forty five degree day in Newcastle, um, so we ended up you know not going through the home birth to protect, I guess, my private midwife, but also to I guess if anything had happened, even though there wasn't. He came out, he breastfed, he did all what, you know, new bubbers are designed to do and we went home and then in the morning my four-year-old held him, Spencer, and um, then I remember looking over at Jeremy, my husband, and he said to me, you know, oh, wow, you know, to Savannah, Spencer's really relaxed and then basically we realised that something was really wrong. Um, we obviously went into, well, my husband, not so much me because I'd obviously just given birth, um, went into full just fight or flight mode and he just went into practitioner, was doing CPR on him, doing all these reflexes, all the stuff that we'd been doing, you know, in, in practice with children. Called the ambulance. It was just, yeah, it was hell. It was honestly hell. Like I, I don't even w- wish that on my worst enemy for people to go through that. And... Um, Anyway, you know, again, I went through that whole because I breastfed my babies and I'm really passionate about that. So my milk came in and I had to go through that whole emotional week of, I call it like honestly the toughest week in my life. Oh, absolutely. It was mental. Absolutely. But this is where, and you know, Rosie was alluding to before, this is where I want this opportunity to talk to people about infant loss. Because the reality is people, you know, say to me, I don't know what to say. Um, well, Rosie knows this. I've had, you know, my daughter's four and five-year-old friends come up to me and say, I'm sorry. Now, again, it's usually they're the parents that have obviously come up and said that. However, they've still got some kind of emotional connection with that because when they say it to me, they look at me in the eyes, they generally stop what they're doing and they come and make that connection. I think in this world is that that excuse for, you know, I don't know what to say sort of excuses a lot of people's behaviour and I find that that's really not acceptable. Mm. And I guess my big passion is to to let people know that taboo subject. And I get that everyone grieves differently. I'm not disowning that but what I'm saying is that acknowledgement really to the person and I've spoken to, you know, 
it's crazy, you know, again, the whole saying of, you know, it happens for a reason and, you know, you meet people in your life for a reason and all of those sort of things. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm not losing Spencer's happen for a reason because yeah, I'm not really sure what that is, but maybe, I don't know, one day I might find that out. Um, but for instance, you know, a, a good friend of ours lost their little bubber at six weeks old and she said the same thing to me. So this is obviously not just my interpretation of how this whole infant loss is really talked about. It is. It's a taboo subject. And People just don't know what to do. This yeah. It's so uncomfortable for them that they just – it's like a hermit crab. They just yeah. go back into their shell and they're like, I'll just stay here till she goes away Yeah, and then I won't have to deal with the uncomfortable. Yeah. And like you said, in this day and age, that's just not good enough anymore. No. Like no. if you don't know how to deal with it, do something about it. 100%. There are books, there are podcasts, there are courses, there are professionals. Yeah. You have so many options to go and learn how to become an emotionally intelligent person yeah. that isn't that doesn't treat people like an asshole. Yeah. Like and that's what I I definitely experienced is that people would do it in a way that it was really offensive. I mean, mm. some of the comments that I have received are just next level. Like I just I can't even how perceivingly think that people would say that now again people will say oh I didn't know what to say so I just said this and it's like okay well you know it's still not acceptable and the biggest thing I think Rosie even before going and getting help it's acknowledgement as Mm. I think a lot of people don't understand because they've basically not dealt with their own emotional imbalances Mm -hmm is that they then portray that onto you. Mm-hmm. And that's not good enough. That's mm-hmm. that's definitely not good enough. And emotional trauma, that's what it is in their life because then they see this as another one like, oh, I'll just avoid this and won't say anything. Mm-hmm. I've had people literally run away from me in the supermarket, like literally see mm-hmm. me in the aisle and gone, oh, crap, you know, I'm going to have to talk to her and have literally diverted. It's so crazy. just for those of you that are listening, I'd just like you to try and put yourself in Liv's shoes right now. So imagine you've just lost your baby you're going to the supermarket without your baby, still dealing with that. You see someone that you know, you look up and they look at you and they run away. That is just not good enough. No. It is not good enough. It is not okay. And sometimes Liv, I've seen Liv's, things that Liv has put out there on, on her social channels and she said, you know, even if you don't know what to say, say that. Say, I don't know what to say. I'm just sorry. Mm. But don't avoid people. They're already struggling and suffering enough without then feeling like they're being shunned Mm. or being shamed, so to speak. It is. Mm -hmm. It's shameful the way that they're treating you and it's not something to be ashamed of. It's something where you would think in this day and age you would just be loved, picked up and nurtured and held and supported, but people are so uncomfortable and haven't developed themselves emotionally because we don't get taught that in school. And they don't do anything about it once they leave school that when these situations come up they don't know what to do. And it's not just like not to take away from infant loss, but there are so many different situations that come up through life Mm -hmm. where you are going to be going through things like this, experiencing things like this, having people that have gone through or experienced extreme amounts of trauma, pain, suffering, and you need to learn how to deal with that. If you want to be part of the solution, if you want to be part of helping them to heal, if you want to be that person that they walk away and they, after they've gone through whatever they've gone through, be like, oh, thank God I ran into them today, not, oh, why did I have to run into them? So if you want to be that person that they're relieved that they see and that they're grateful they see, you need to do something about it. 
Mm-hmm. So what would you you obviously have years and years and years of training and experience and all that kind of stuff. What would you recommend people doing along with your own personal experience? What would you recommend people doing when they have to deal with emotions within themselves and come across someone that is part of their life or that they know that has been through something really, really traumatic? Well, first of all, again, it's back to that acknowledgement. So acknowledge what they're thinking rather than how you're feeling. And I guess that that is pretty huge. Put their needs kind of above yourselves. And mm. I was reading a beautiful um, – one of my favourite magazines is Still Standing Still magazine. It's um, amazing. So, again, that's a really great reference for anyone out there. It's not just infant loss. It's on all loss. Um, but also to getting some help. Like if you st- if you feel that sort of churning in your tummy and go, oh, this is really uncomfortable, realise that and acknowledge that and go, oh, okay, well, maybe I have a bit of an issue with processing trauma and emotion and go and get some help. So some people get that through, like you were saying before, podcasts, again, web references, all those things that I was speaking about. But again, I'm going to put my chiropractic, holistic uh, chiro hat on here and say, Go and get some NET. Ugh. NET seriously is, and this isn't a plug for NET, but it it seriously is life changing because if subconscious, if sorry, if consciously you're having that response where it feels icky and yucky and oh I don't want to talk to that person, then there's a reason. There's a subconditioned reason as to why you're responding like that, and it's usually because you haven't dealt with your unresolved trauma. Like you've got unresolved trauma and you haven't dealt with it. So so just don't explain. Get some help. NET for people who have yeah, no idea sure, what it is. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So NET basically stands for neuroemotional technique. So it's a subconscious stress reduction technique. And so, yes, there is some talk about, you know, feelings and um, the concept of those feelings. But in saying that, it's more about just working with that subconscious response. So it's a kinesiology technique. I definitely urge for anyone out there to make sure that the practitioner has gone through the certification because that's obviously the highest level of, you know, obviously that that's about that we can actually know that that practitioner is doing it correctly because it needs to be done correctly. And as I said, it's it's not an invasive technique as well, at all. It's a stress reduction technique and it helps you deal with some of that unresolved trauma. Yeah, so it's brilliant. Awesome. So if you could leave our listeners with one golden nugget, one takeaway, one thing that you wish you could, let's just say, you know, you're a fairy (laughs) and you can like tap into the consciousness of the world and create that one thing. What would, what would that, what realization would that be for people to like wake up and have? Again, it's acknowledgement of emotion and also to realizing that Everybody has unresolved emotion and actually dealing with it. Mm, That's 100%. huge. It's yep. the it's the underlying cause of pretty yep. much everything. Absolutely. If you dig deep enough, if you go and look, totally. So, Liv, I'm sure people are going to want to find you after this. So, where can we find you? Website and socials. Yep. So, we have a newly opened practice in Newcastle. So, it's sprouting health integrative chiropractic so that's our social media um, we also own jeremy and i little sprouts chiropractic and that's in the hunter valley and also too in Mackay. also too we then have instagrams for each of our um, practitioners including myself so that's where to go also to our website at the moment is just www.littlesproutschiropractic.com.au i had to think about that for a sec <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the show and for talking about a topic that a lot of people don't want to talk about. So I really, really appreciate you being brave and 
I'm again so sorry that you had to go through what you go what you've gone through and are still going through and I hope that well I already know that there's so much light shining from Spencer through you onto this to help a lot of people and I'm so grateful that you're using your pain and trauma and what you've been through for good already and it's only been three months yeah three months so I can't imagine how much healing you're going to bring to the world in three within three years or and however long because of this so thank you for being brave thank you and vulnerable and thank you for being here so thank you all of you for listening I appreciate your time I know it's a bit of a heavy topic but it is something that we just need to talk about and I'm not going to run away from these topics because that's why the world is in the state that it's in because we do run away from these topics because we don't talk about them because we don't acknowledge them and just because you don't acknowledge them doesn't mean they're not there doesn't mean people aren't feeling it doesn't mean people aren't going through it so you guys you need to put your ruby slippers on and be brave and start talking about this kind of stuff and start learning the skills that you need to be able to help other people go through what they're going through in a way that isn't going to cause more pain for them so thank you for listening as always please share it on your socials if you found it helpful make sure you head over to wherever you're listening and give me five stars don't don't give four just five five (laughs) is a good number and i will catch you next time on the next episode of the ruby slipper podcast Rosie loves kicking up her heels in her ruby slippers to help her with her purpose rate and review us wherever you listen